Today is, a, uh, is one of my favorite Gospels in all of the Scriptures. Um, as we've been at the beginning of Ordinary Time these last few weeks, we've, we've hit Jesus' first miracle at the wedding at Cana. Uh, the last two weeks, we've been listening to Jesus' first sermon, and his first sermon didn't end like you would expect most sermons to end. Uh, people wanted to throw him off of a mountain, uh, so please be, uh, please be kind. Um, and today, now we're here that Jesus... Uh, we get to hear his call of his first disciples. And as I've been praying with this scripture and thinking about it, um, it brought to mind a certain movie that is not going to be one that people are going to be like, oh yeah, I see the connection. Uh, It made me think of the movie The Water Boy. I know, exactly. Adam Sandler movies, making it into my homily. This is going to be great. Um, But there's a moment in the water boy uh, where the guy is like, he's full of anger. He's got all these things. Like, he's kind of like, as we would say in Cajun country, right? He's a little puff bet. Like, oh, sure, it's so sad. Um, He's like, he's kind of, the things ain't going right for this guy. But they realize really, really quickly that he has this gift of really, really hurting people. Um, And they try and channel it and funnel it through football. And during the course of the movie, you see him. Like, this coach is, like, trying to convince him to play and doing all these different things. And at one point, his coach, in practice, gives him a piece of advice that I think actually applies to today's gospel. And I'm going to explain it in a little while. But he looks at him and he says, what I want you to do is imagine all those people that have ever made fun of you. Visualize an attack. And the next thing you know... There's Bobby Boucher flying across the line, drop-kicking somebody in the end zone, which is not legal if you didn't know that. But, but all of a sudden, like, you hear this image of visualize an attack, and while he's standing there lined up, he starts seeing people's faces teasing him. And it's, uh, his, it's a picture of his coach going, Gatorade. And if anybody's seen the movie, they know exactly the scene that I'm talking about. And if not, now you're going to go YouTube it because it's really funny. Um, but there's all these things that like he's, he, he can see it before it happens. Now, I wouldn't say visualize an attack applies to today's gospel, but there is something with that of visualize the end before you do it. You know, the greatest, um, the greatest of sculptors in the world, when they see a block of marble, they don't see, like I do, a really, really big rock. What they see is, they see, like Michelangelo sees some great sculpture. They just know they got to pull it out of it. But when he sees a block of, sculpt- a block of marble, he's seeing sculptures. When, when some of the greatest painters that ever live, one of my favorites, Caravaggio, when he sees a blank canvas, he doesn't see just white like I would. He sees the call of St. Matthew. Or, or Michelangelo saw the Sistine Chapel when he saw a blank canvas. Some beautiful art that, that's there, and all I got to do, my job as the artist is to pull it out. Well, Jesus today in our gospel, when he sees Simon, like Simon's not the, not the scholar, his emperor, this anything. Like St. Augustine talks about this. St. Augustine he actually points it out. He says, you know, Simon is just a fisherman. He's a professional fisherman. Noble job, hard worker. 
Not very good at his job, apparently, that he's not catching anything. But he's a fisherman, and that's his life. But when Jesus comes up to him in today's gospel, not only does he see Simon, the fisherman, but he sees who he's going to call him to be. He sees Peter tucked away in there. He sees the potential, that, the potential that Simon has, the call that he has for Simon, and how Simon can live that life out well. It's a very, very, it, it, it can be, today's gospel can be kind of a, a weird kind of gospel. It can be kind of a weird message or just a weird episode where Jesus walks up and he just, he sees a boat. And there's a lot of people right around him, and he can't talk to everybody at the same time. Kind of like if you have two rooms in a church, and it's really hard to talk to everybody at the same time. So what you do is, is you step back a little bit, and maybe you can see the people in the corner over there, right? But, so Jesus is just like, I need to just get back a little bit so I can see everybody at once. So what does he do? Very practical thing. Hey, we're on the coast. There's a boat. We can make this work. So he goes out. Simon takes him out a little bit and lets him finish preaching. Now this is the interesting moment. This is a very interesting moment in the scripture because at that point, after he finishes preaching, I'm I'm thinking that Simon heard something. Simon recognized something in this guy because I know some fishermen and they don't take advice from other fishermen. They They surely don't take advice from a carpenter who just got in their boat on a whim right? But it's very unlikely that a fisherman is going to take real advice from another fisherman, much less a carpenter. And what does Jesus do? He looks at Simon and he says, go out into deep water and prepare for a catch. Now, again, I'm not not a professional fisherman. I've barely fished. I grew up on the bayou. The one thing I know, deep water, hard to catch fish. Usually, you want to cast towards the the edge of the water, right? You want to cast towards the land a little bit. It's a little bit easier. But Jesus says, go out into the deep and prepare. Now, if that's enough of a miracle that a fisherman brought his boat out into the deep after cleaning it, pulled up a big catch, and came in. But Simon shows himself. Simon shows something about himself, and I think kind of shows us today why he was the one that Jesus saw Peter in. Because his reaction to it is not, his reaction is not this proud kind of moment, this exciting kind of moment. His reaction is not, hey, everybody, come look at the catch that we got. Even with my new best friend, carpenter, fisherman guy, right? The fish whisperer. No, what he does is he looks at, he looks at Jesus and he says, depart from me for I'm sinful. Peter knows that he's just a regular everyday fisherman. Peter sees his own limitations. Peter knows that, hey, I'm not, I'm not an emperor or a scribe, or a prophet, or anything crazy and amazing and huge. I'm just a fisherman, man. And he just begs Jesus for mercy. And Jesus calls him. 
See, today, whenever we look at this gospel, I think sometimes we can look at it, I know just in vocation circles, in the world of vocations, ministry and things, that this gospel a lot of times has been taken to mean like, hey, if you're thinking about being a priest, listen to this gospel. Jesus even chose a fisherman. You know what? That's true. So if you're thinking about that and that's registering, talk to me after Mass. But we'll put that aside for now. But I think at the same time, Jesus has this encounter with every single one of us. You see, Jesus, when he looks at Simon, he sees Peter. He sees the saint that he's calling him to be. He sees the person that he wants him to be, the mission that he wants him to fulfill, and the gifts that he has given him. In a very similar way, I think when God, if we truly are honest with ourselves, looks at us, he sees us two ways. He sees us where we are. And however you define yourself of where you are right now, he sees you there. He saw the fisherman, Simon. But I think when Jesus, when God looks at us, looks down on us, and he, we, he focuses in on us, and we're honest with ourselves, he also sees the saint he's calling us to be. He sees the gifts that we have. He sees the role, the, the mission that he has for our lives. He sees the, the son or daughter that we've been baptized as and he's calling us to be. The same way when he looked at Peter, when he looked at Simon, he also saw Peter. He saw the Pope. He saw the first pope. He saw the rock of the church. He saw all the great things that this normal, everyday, ordinary, boring fisherman, he saw all those things that he was going to become. Now, my question is, and I think it's a fair one, what holds us back? What keeps us as desiring to just want to be the ordinary, everyday fisherman. See, God is calling every one of us to go and to do something great. God is calling every one of us to be a saint. God is calling every one of us, not necessarily to be the foundation of the church, but to be one of the active ministers of the church. One of those active people who are out there and are crazy in love with God and doing amazing and wonderful things. Like God wants every single one of us, whether you believe it or not, to have our own day. May 9th. St. John David Mathern. God wants every one of us, though, we laugh about it, but it's true. God's calling us today, right now, to be that saint. He's drawing himself closer to us, and he's drawing the saint out of us, and calling us to go out and live as the saints he's called us and created us to be. What holds us back? What is it that holds us back from embracing that? Doubt? The, the possibility of failure? I, I, I see, Lord, I see my own limitedness. 
I see that I'm not quite loud enough. Well, that ain't a problem. I can see that I'm not, I'm not quite smart enough. That's definitely a problem. <laughs> I, see, I see that I'm not the most eloquent speaker. I see that I don't know my faith well enough. Like, what are the things, what are those limits that we see that we hold on to and that we don't let go of? What are those limits that we've come to hold on to, define ourselves by, and keep that's going to hold us back from being the saints that God has been called us to be? Like, Lord, I don't have a perfect marriage. Me and my girlfriend, we, we slip up. There's addictions and sin habits in my life that's keeping me from that. Well, just like Peter, let's turn to him. Just like Peter, seek his mercy. Just like Peter, the last line of today's gospel, what is the last line he said that we hear today? They left their nets and followed him. What are the nets that we hold on to? What are the things that kind of keep us from going all in, 100% committed? One of my favorite images uh, of, that, of that sign of commitment, there was a movie Batman, The, the Dark Knight Rises. Um, I went from Adam Sandler to now Christian Bale. I'm going to have to talk like this. Anyway, um, but in the movie The Dark Knight Rises, uh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but it's like 10 years old, so too bad. Um, there was a moment in the movie where he's in this prison, and the prison has a hole on the top, and it's like underground, and he can, you can climb out of it, but if you climb out of it, you're free, but it's a really hard climb. And there's this one spot in this climb that you have to jump from one ledge to another. And it's a far jump. And like if you fall, you're going to die. And he's climbing out. He's trying to get out. He's trying to get out. He goes to do this jump over and over and over again, and he doesn't make it until there's this one moment where he shows he, he leaves a rope behind. Like he leaves the harness behind that's going to save him. Because what it takes is, for that jump, it takes zero hesitation, zero reliance on anything else, and just a sure and certain confidence that I'm going to catch it. And he makes the jump, gets out, and the rest is history. But anyway, he, there's this moment in our lives as Christians where we have to turn to the Lord and we have to make that kind of jump. Where we, have, we can't have another option. Another story, another quick image that shows that whenever the Spanish conquistadors, Cortez, came across to the United States, when he came to settle the new land under the, under the crown of Spain, what they did was, is they were standing on the shore of this new land, and he knew like, like the men that were with him were very excited, they were very fired up, and they were ready to go. And he was standing out in front of them, and he was like, well, they need to be like, committed all in. So he looks at him and he says, are you ready? And everybody's, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are we going to conquer this new land for the queen? Yeah. And everybody was all fired up and excited. And on the shore, there was this uprising that they were getting ready to go and excited. And the last thing he says is, then burn the ships. We're not going home on a boat. We either settle this land or we die trying. What ships do you need to burn? 
What safety nets do you need to let go of? What nets do you need to leave behind to be the saint that God sees in you? To be the saint that the Lord sees when He sees you. God sees us where we are, absolutely. But He also sees who He's created us to be. For each one of us tonight, let this Mass, let this time of prayer, let this encounter with the Lord be that same encounter that Peter had. Where I come to see Him. I come to know Him. I come to know myself. And similar to our friend the water boy, that we don't visualize an attack, but we visualize and become the saint he's called us to be. The saint he's created us to be.